0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We touched on this when we were chatting with Gordon MacDonald earlier on in the program. It has to do with an Okanagan man who was dismissed from his job at a local winery when more than 5,000 liters of wine went down a floor drain. He apparently made this mistake twice. It happened at the Mission Hill Winery on November 19th in 2018. That's according to the latest documents that we were able to obtain or that were obtained for this story. And again, that was the second time he had made this mistake that while flushing out the pipes, that he uh, didn't change a valve that he was supposed to change. And instead of the water going down the uh drain. Well, it was the wine. And it was more than $100,000 in losses, this latest uh, mistake, about $162,000. So the question is, was the company justified in firing the man because of these mistakes? Let's bring in Lior Samfiro, who is an employer, employment lawyer at Sanfiro uh, Tamarkin to, to LLP. Uh, Lior, thanks so much. Great to chat with you again.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on.
0: What's your take as an employment lawyer on this case?
1: So if you told this story to, to most people, I think they would say, listen, that guy made a huge mistake, cost the company a lot of money. Clearly, that's cause to let him go. But the reality is, uh, Jill, that it's not necessarily the case only because... It is so difficult to establish cause for termination. It is a cause for termination is the death penalty. It's the worst punishment that an employer can provide and because of that it's reserved for the worst offenders. So even though this guy obviously made a a big mistake here, it's a question of whether or not it's so fatal to the relationship that it's impossible to employ him. And I would certainly see the argument that he didn't do anything on purpose. Yes, he certainly made a, a, a tremendous mistake, but there's not necessarily a reason to think that he hasn't learned from it and that that's going to repeat. So because it's so difficult to terminate for cause, you know, I would have absolutely seen the argument. Now, ultimately, uh, the arbitrator here decided that there was cause. I can tell you that there would have been many other arbitrators uh, in the situation that would have found in favor of the employee and It is important for everyone, employers, employees, to understand that to terminate someone for cause, certainly if it's one incident of misconduct very, very difficult.
0: And uh, the local branch of the Service Employees International Union did grieve the termination, but it did come out in the arguments that he was actually guilty of the same incident, something very similar, twice. So twice he flushed a lot of the wine down the drain in an 18-month period. Uh, The phrase being used is culpable negligence. Does that add more credibility to the argument?
1: yeah and really, the arbitrator and I had read the decision uh, did focus on the fact that he did it before that it, this was something that he could have and should have learned from his previous mistake uh, and I think that if this was an isolated incident the first time yeah i don 't think there 's any chance the arbitrator would have found that uh, that this is justifiable termination now, in terms of culpable negligence it 's interesting what the but the arbitrator said that it's not just a situation where he made a mistake. You know, mistake is something that happens. We can forgive that. He simply didn't do his job. His job was to, to make sure that this valve is operating properly. He just didn't do it. So, so his negligence here was that much more severe. It's not simply, you know, pressing button A when he should have pressed button B. It is simply not doing his job. So if we have these two combinations – Uh, not doing your job, plus this is the second time in a span of a year, a year and a half, so you should have really uh, shaped up after that first time. Uh, The arbitrator came down on the side of the employer here and decided that's enough to justify cause. But even with all those things, Joe, it was still a very close call.
0: Because if it was a a difference in that he was, say, filling in for somebody or he was doing something that he hadn't been fully trained to do, my guess is he would have had a much stronger argument.
1: Absolutely. It, it, it makes it less less culpable in that situation. He's doing his best. He's learning. He's not necessarily that familiar with, with what he's supposed to do. Uh, it's an honest mistake. But if, if it's his job to do it, he's been doing it for a while, he's done this mistake before, they talked to him, they warned him, they said this can't happen again. It's one of those situations, given the losses, the employer is going to say, well, can we afford to take this risk again? It's happened twice. Can we afford another $100,000 loss a third time? And the arbitrator said, well, enough is enough. It's too much in this situation. Uh, And I think that makes sense. But even still, remember, the only reason the union grieved this is because they felt that despite everything, there is still an argument that it's not caused Uh, And again, keeping in mind, it's very, very difficult to establish cause.
0: What about the argument he made uh, during uh, the hearing as well? He noted that the workload and the pressures were extremely busy at that time of year, saying he was working weekends through the week, and that his overtime for that period was about 257 hours.
1: That is definitely a mitigating factor. You know, we're all human, and he says, I'm human. I was trying to do my best and trying to, you know, do everything at once and, overworked, etc. cetera. Uh, but ultimately, I think, and that, that argument does have some merit, no question. But ultimately, I think the arbitrator found that the, 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 the mistake here was such a, a, an important, trivial, uh, and essential part of his job that there really would be no excuse. If, if you're not doing this part of the job, why are you even there? It's, you're the valve guy. You have to make sure that the valve uh, from uh, tank A to tank B is operational, if you're not doing that, then may as well not be there. So we can't, you can't hide behind the fact that your workload is so high. So ultimately, while it was a mitigating factor, not enough to, uh, to win the day here and to say that, no, determination was not justified.
0: So with that finding, then, clearly he's not getting his job back. Is he entitled to severance pay?
1: So in in this situation, given the fact that the the determination was that there is cause, he would not be owed any compensation. In a unionized environment, if there's no cause, you get your job back potentially with pay. In a non-unionized situation, if you're terminated when you should not have been terminated, you can't really get your job back. You simply get severance either way, that the test is whether or not the company can establish cause. So for him, given the fact that he's uh, unionized, severance would not be an option. Uh, and because the arbitrator found that there is cause, he doesn't get his job back either. So ultimately, uh, he, he gets nothing, no compensation. He simply has to move on and find another job.
0: And having read the reading or the ruling and looking at the details of this case, do you think that was the right ruling?
1: I do. And and. I would feel I'd feel very differently if this was a first and isolated incident. Uh, I would have said there's there's almost no way that the incident, as, as bad as and as extreme as it was, would justify a cause termination. But because it was the second incident, and it's not like the first one was, you know, 10 years ago. So, you know, a lot of time has passed. If it was the second incident in about a year, year and a half, I think it was uh, the right decision. I think most business owners would have a very big concern to have an employee that's making such big mistakes so frequently. So I think in this particular case, the arbitrator got it absolutely right.
0: And is the, the amount that he cost the company, that must come into play as well, in that this mistake didn't cost them 50 bucks or 100 bucks, It cost them, in this one scenario, more than $160,000.
1: Exactly. It goes to the issue of can we afford to give him another chance? Because that's ultimately the main question that uh, that the law asks here. Can this relationship be rehabilitated? Is it okay to say, well, we'll give you one more chance because, uh, you know, what you did is not so fatal to the relationship. But when the potential risk to the employer is so high in this situation, if they were to give him another, another chance, it is something that, that an arbitrator cannot disregard, the law cannot disregard, and would definitely uh, point towards, no, this is cause, this is too much, second incident happened a- again and cost so much money that we really are not going to put this employer at a risk of losing yet another $150,000 So that is a huge, huge consideration.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us and shedding some light on this. Uh, Makes a lot of sense now how they came up with that ruling. Uh, Lior, thank you again so much. Thank you. Lior Samfiru. he is an employment lawyer, a partner at Samfiro to mark an LLP.